This is Bite Size History with the Saints. This is Bite Size History with the Saints. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, and welcome to Bite-Sized History. I'm Bradley Saint. And I'm Megan Saint. So we work on a thing called Dining Through Time, and this will be a supplemental podcast to Dining Through Time, where we cover what we're going to be talking about in the recipe. On the weeks that we do the recipe, we're going to film... I can't say film. We're not filming. We're... (laughs) We're recording. We're recording. So we're going to record us talking about the recipe, why we chose to do the recipe the way we chose to do it, what ingredients we used, and give our take on the recipe. If we liked it, what we would change about it within the parameters of the recipe itself. Dying Through Time was a brainchild of ours that developed when we were living in England while Bradley was in grad school. Basically, we didn't have a lot of money and we were trying to think of ways to creatively cook dishes and have fun without driving ourselves insane and going broke. Or eating ramen every night. There was a lot of ramen. Uh, So what ended up happening was we decided to use these recipe cards we got from the Nelson Adkins Museum that were on Roman recipes, and we kind of just kept going from there. And we went ahead and kind of unified it for the uh, website to kind of have more of a structure to it. And it's it's been pretty fun. We've been doing it pretty consistently for the last six months after a year starting. We decided to name this podcast Bite Size History because we wanted to focus on going through the story with less than 30 minutes. Overall, we want to make sure that you are aware of why we chose certain ingredients and other highlights of our recipe journeys, along with, you know, occasionally getting things like great news articles that might expand on why ingredients are used and how the history has changed. We're going to be putting the podcast up on Monday. We do the recipes on Sunday. The 
blog post goes out on Sunday, but we kind of figured that as a supplemental on Monday, you can take and listen to this instead of having to read who likes to read anymore. I mean, let's be honest, everything's either video or audio, and that's the way life should be. So now that everything has been introduced, the podcast is set up, you already probably know about the blog, maybe, I don't know, if you don't, we'll put the link and everything in the description of the podcast. So let's talk about who we are. My name is Bradley, I'm an archaeologist, I have been an archaeologist for about 10 years, I've got a master's degree, but none of my experience is anywhere near related to food. This was kind of a brainchild that, you know, we came up with. I don't like the word brainchild. Brainchild sounds so pretentious. Um, but it's something that we came up with. And as an archaeologist, I find that a lot of times people have difficulty understanding our own histories. And dining through time is a lot of focusing on the foods, the cultures that were a snapshot in time. We're focusing on a very specific time period where trade hadn't been established with a certain region yet. And these snapshots, a lot of people don't tend to understand. So with Dining Through Time, we're trying to take and bring a connection back to what we once were, give people some interesting ideas on how to cook, and maybe be able to come in contact with their own culture a little more closely than what they were before. Yeah, and a lot of this, at least for me, has been a fun journey because my background is not in archaeology. Um, I'm originally, well, I am an IT product owner. I've been in tech for a while. And even though I spend every waking moment with Bradley, I didn't go to school for archaeology. And so a lot of this is me drawing on one of my passions, which is cooking, and I know how things should taste. And there's so many times when we're making these recipes that I get told, no, I can't use that because it's not timeline period proper, timeline appropriate. Uh, and it, it causes some issues. It's, it's usually pretty fun though. You can't use chili peppers in a Chinese dish before contact with the Americas was made. Chili peppers come from Central um, Central America and South America. I think it's just Central America. Yeah, maybe. Um, but chili peppers didn't come from China. And that's one of the things that I find a lot of people... You know, it's been a... What? 500 years now? Since we first made contact with the Americas. It's been over 500 years. Mm -hmm. But that's so far back in time for most people that they can't remember a time. Well, I mean, nobody can remember a time before, <laughs> you know, you could go to the supermarket and buy whatever you wanted. But that's what we're trying to do, is that we're trying to take and bring light to the fact that not all the foods we eat were originally foods we ate. And you can't use peanuts in Asian cuisine. Peanuts are an American thing. 
So that's something that we're going to be covering as we go through talking about what foods were available to the people, how they would have prepared the food. And part of the fun for me is not all of these dishes are going to taste good. <laughs> not all of them are going to have spice. And that's in the large part because that's just the way things were. And if we're wanting to stay accurate, then that's what we have to do. Much to Megan's chagrin. I hate it. There's so many times that I just want to douse it with salt. Well, and salt's fine. Salt's fine, but there's also a certain level of how much salt. Well, because salt was kind of expensive in some areas. I mean, it was, it was a commodity. Yeah. But... What she should be saying is she wants to douse it in chili peppers. Really do. Especially all these Asian dishes. And I felt the same way when we made, when we made the curry. That was disappointing. Yeah, but that's the fun of it, is just trying to come in contact with what people would have eaten. And as we work our way around the globe, as of right now, we've stayed in the Northern Hemisphere for the most part. What we're going to be doing is just working our way around the globe. We're going to do both hemispheres. We're going to do every side of the world. We are going to focus on the cuisine. And unfortunately, when you're in Europe, Asia, Africa, a lot of the foodstuffs that you associate with those cultures to this day actually never were there. Like tomatoes? When you think of Italy? Not a thing. Yeah. I mean, pasta wasn't even Italian. It was Chinese. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Chinese invented pasta. The Italians co-opted it. And it's things like that that a lot of people don't have to think about because we just go to the store, we buy what we want, we go home, we cook what we want. But if you can take anything from this whole experience and the pains that we have to go through, <laughs> it's it can be fun to cook in a more unconnected way. Cook in a way that your grandparents may have actually had to cook. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those kind of things that when you think about it, it, it makes us kind of closer to the food that we're eating simply because we have to work with the resources available to us, which is very much like what people used to have to do. Because quite often, we can't just go to the grocery store and grab the ingredient that we want. 
we have to be those weirdos who sit there and read the labels continuously and make sure that all those ingredients are timeline appropriate. I think we were very funny the other day in the grocery store. I think they probably thought we were complete strange individuals because we had to pull out our phones and look at research and debate would have been soy uh, soybean paste or would have been soy sauce at this time period. So when we started this, I wanted to take and do more recipes from my time period of studying, which is the Mesolithic. Mesolithic falls right after the last ice age, and it's the time before farming. But the problem with that is that the hunter-gatherer diets are very specific to the region they're in. The food doesn't change. You have a meat of some sort, often meat that we can't get a hold of because it's long since gone extinct, you know, mammoth, aurochs, all these other fun meats that I'm not going to bore you with. Cave bear. Cave bear, if you could get yourself one, big, big, big bears. You think that bears, the grizzly bears today are big? Oh, no. (laughs) Cave bears would have made a grizzly bear look like a puppy. But branching out from my time period has been a little jarring because I'm having to study time periods that I don't know anything about. But that's part of the fun as being an archaeologist, is studying those time periods. Our goal is to continue on as we've been doing, keep doing some of these interesting recipes. We're going to change regions this week, and we're going to be going forward and working on Southeastern Asia. I recommend you definitely check out the blog, get up to date on some of the previous recipes we've done. You'll get to see the implosion of our attempt at 1000 CE Dan Dan Noodles. That was simply <laughs> terrible. Uh, I will never use that much shishman peppercorns again. Tongue literally went numb. It was beautiful. It but was... it was her attempt to try to get spice into the dish when they didn't have the spices she wanted. So I think that a lot of that was a self-hindrance. Now, to be fair, I used the exact same amount that the recipe said to use, but they also said to use the chilies. And I also found out I should have used vegetable oil instead of sesame seed oil because sesame seed oil burns and that didn't help the taste. But the problem with vegetable oil is what vegetables are the oil made of? Are the vegetables available in that region? When was vegetable oil even created? That's some of the issues that we do have to go through. And we go through it so you don't have to. Yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of behind-the-counter debates. A lot of debates. A lot of Megan... slowly getting angrier and angrier that she can't use ingredient X and me trying to explain to her that ingredient X was made in a lab somewhere. I still debate that MSG should be allowed, but whatever. (laughs) So I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Uh, Like I said, it's going to be a shorter podcast. It's not going to be very long. Next week's podcast, well, actually, it'll be this Monday, um, coming Monday. We're going to take and review the recipe, talk about it, talk about why we use the foods we did use. I know I keep stating that, and unfortunately, I'm going to sound like a broken record on it. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, stressing why we used what we used is very important to what we are doing. And we're going to give the research, a lot of times, the research is super easy. It's simply that food just was not available. Um, Luckily, we're going to the Philippines, right? We're going to Indonesia. Indonesia. And a lot of the food that you consider Indonesian cuisine 
hasn't changed much. Uh, some of them do ask for chili peppers, but the chili peppers are more of a recent addition where you don't have to add them and the dish is still... Edible? <laughs> no, still delish-ish. <laughs> I tried. I tried. But uh, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you do join us for that. Yeah, uh, definitely let us know what you think of this. Uh, this is our new goal going forward, is to make sure we do these. So let us know if you like it, and have a fantastic day. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 